Love this podcast? Support this show through the ACAST supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give, and there's no regular commitment. Just click the link in the show description to support now. Fight fans, fight freaks, we welcome you into a special edition of the Inside Boxing Live podcast. I am your host, Dan Canobio, and we have a special one for you this week. We wanted to do something here at CompuBox and Inside Boxing Live to get you ready for what is the biggest fight on the 2019 schedule and what has been a great year for boxing. So many fights have really lived up to the hype, lived up to the expectation, and delivered in 2019. I'm expecting no less this Saturday out in Saudi Arabia when Andy Ruiz and Anthony Joshua step into the ring for the first time in six months. The rematch, we've been talking about it for months now. I feel like it's been discussed every which way you can discuss it. Every angle has been discussed, the psychology of it all, the mindsets of Andy Ruiz. Is he spending too much money? Is he doing this? Is he doing that? Anthony Joshua, what is he going to do different? Wow, his body is a lot smaller. He doesn't have the muscles anymore. So much going on in this fight, both inside and outside the ring. There's going to be a lot of podcasts uh, being thrown out there. There's going to be a lot of content being thrown out there. But what, what I wanted to do on this podcast was bring it all together. A lot of the stuff that we've been doing over the last six months since their first fight, a lot of content. I want to bring it all into one spot for this podcast. So on this show, you're going to hear from Andy Ruiz. You're going to hear from Anthony Joshua. You're going to hear from Eddie Hearn and Chris Mannix. Those are all the heavy hitters, and we will have a fun time with it. But you also have a mean tweets that you can listen to on this podcast. You can also watch it on YouTube at our YouTube page at CompuBox TV. We ran this a few weeks ago, this mean tweets uh, with Andy Ruiz and Anthony Joshua. That was just hilarious. Produced some really memorable moments, uh, whether it was Andy Ruiz talking about punching his uncle or Anthony Joshua addressing the haters as only he can do with class and dignity. Uh, but it was a great time to do the mean tweets, and I love doing the mean tweets. That's one of my favorite things we do here at CompuBox TV, and this was the best one that we've done. So that is on the show as well. We also have a By the Numbers piece. Of course, at CompuBox, we crunched the numbers, and we produced a pretty good one here. Some interesting stats from their first fight to show that that wasn't a brawl. Yeah, there were a lot of knockdowns. There were five in total. And there were pockets of great action, but you know there was a, both guys threw underneath their 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 averages. But when they did throw and when they did land, they made them count. And I'll also project what each guy should do numbers wise, what punches you should look for, and how the path to victory for, for each guy. That is our by the numbers segment coming up. And also, you'll hear from both fighters. You're going to hear from Andy Ruiz. You're going to hear from Anthony Joshua, as well as their promoter, Mr. Edward Hearn. And, of course, Chris Mannix. First coming up on the show, as I just mentioned, he is Chris Mannix. He is the official commentator for DAZN. He is a senior writer over at Sports Illustrated. He'll be ringside on the call this Saturday uh, for the rematch. And the reason I wanted to have Chris on the podcast because he does a great job at both projecting what we'll see in the ring, X's and O's wise. And he's also a journalist, so he knows about the much-discussed psychological aspect surrounding each guy. I mean, I've never seen anything like this. Uh, as, as far as I'm concerned, as far as how long I've been in the boxing world where psychology, the mindset of each guy, has been discussed so much entering into a fight. 
I threw it up on Twitter, and I got some great responses uh, for some very respected boxing voices out there. Tris Dixon uh, said that it reminds him a lot of Mayorga Vernon Forrest, which uh, I have to agree with. And my man Eric Raskin brought up Lewis Rockman, too, which is a very similar situation as, as this fight. Of course, Rockman upset Lewis by knocking him out in South Africa, and you know they had that fight at, the, at their press conference. And many believed that Rockman was in the head of Lennox Lewis. Andy Ruiz isn't going to go and, and fist fight Anthony Joshua in the lead up. At least I don't think so. But there is some talk that Andy Ruiz has Anthony Joshua's number. I've said it numerous times and I still believe it. I think that Andy Ruiz's style is tailor made for a guy like Anthony Joshua. We'll get more into that though, the X's and O's and all that. But first, on the podcast, here is Mr. Chris Mannix. You'll be on the call. Going back to to MSG in their first fight, what did that fight mean to boxing and the heavyweight division? I mean, it was it was enormous. Um, you know, it, it it basically put a jolt of electricity into the division because if Anthony Joshua had won, he would have gone on fought Kubrat Pulev in a fight over in the UK that very few people would have paid any attention to. Now, for the first time, you know, since Fury Wilder and you know, before that, you have to go back even further. You've got a anticipated heavyweight matchup, um, you know, with a lot of questions. I mean, Anthony Joshua has been relatively mum since going into training camp. The question is, is he cashing out by taking this fight in Dubai and or in, uh, in Saudi Arabia, I should say, and, and going out and, and, and sort of not, not taking it in his hometown of, of uh, or his home turf in the U.K. And for Andy Ruiz, you know, Time has always been Andy Ruiz's biggest enemy. Uh, when he's been active, he's been effective. But now he's going to go into this rematch basically having six months off. Um, you know, what kind of fighter is he going to be, you know, with that time in between? I mean, the stakes couldn't be higher. I mean, this is, this is effectively the career, I think, for Anthony Joshua. And for Andy Ruiz, a win could mean tens of millions of dollars in a matchup with Deontay Wilder or Tyson Fury at some point in 2020. So it's just, there's just so many storylines that, that are associated with this fight and, I don't think there's a fight this year that, that is, has been or will be more anticipated. Right. The first fight was my fight of the year because I thought it, it provided that moment where you're on the edge of your seat and it changed the, the landscape uh, of the division and, and the sport in, in certain ways. You'll be on the call. I don't know if you'll be able to give us a prediction, but how do you see the rematch playing out? I honestly don't know because I, I don't, you know, Joshua hasn't made, to my knowledge, any substantive change, uh, changes to his team. Um, he's going to have to fight differently. Are the people that are in his camp capable of kind of unlocking that in him? Um, at the same time, I think we've been a little overly critical of Anthony Joshua. I mean, he is the first boxing superstar to get knocked out in the Internet age, in the Twitter age. I mean, imagine what we'd be, what Vladimir Klitschko would have gone through after Lehman Brewster or Lennox Lewis would have gone through after Asim Rahman. I mean, you know, he has been, this has been microanalyzed to like the, the smallest possible degree. So uh, I, I don't know which way you're going to go there. And I don't know what, what Ruiz is going to show up. I mean, I, I've seen sparring pictures of him. I've seen, um, I was, I was with him at the Canelo fight, did an interview with him there. Uh, he looked to be in pretty good shape, but you never know. I mean, there's, there's just a lot of variables. I, I honestly have no clue how this fight plays out. Right, we're talking about Joshua and the X's and O's, not just the psyche. And I, we crunched the numbers at CompuBox, and we found something very interesting about Anthony Joshua. And I actually brought this up to him in an interview I did with him in New York. Joshua's first 16 fights, 
as a professional. He was more of a brawler. He was a seek-and-destroy fighter. 57% of his thrown punches were power shots. Five fights after Klitschko, 57% of his punches were jabs. So it leads me to believe he is more of a, a, a boxer now. And it's interesting because many people think that the, the way his path to victory against Ruiz is by standing behind that jab. Do you think he'll come out a little more cautious in this fight? Well, I mean, look, I, I think he should. I mean, that's an effective strategy. He's six foot six, and Ruiz is what six foot six two at most. I mean, I've stood next to him. I'm about six three. Um, I, I don't see you know great great height in Andy Ruiz, and it's boring. And we've seen it in Vladimir Klitschko and Lennox Lewis. But when you fight behind the jab and followed up with big right hands, it's incredibly effective. So I, I'd like to see him. You know, if I'm Anthony Joshua's team, I like to see him fight in that style. Um, I don't know if he'll do it. He didn't fight like a big man in that first fight with Ruiz. And, again, they talked a lot about changing uh, some of the camp up, changing trainers. Uh, you know, they didn't do that. Uh, I'm just very curious to see how this all plays out, what the stylistic changes are in Joshua on fight night. There it is. Special thanks to my guy, Chris Mannix, who is heading out to Saudi Arabia to cover the fight, to call it uh, for zone. I do agree with him on the fact that I think that if Joshua wants to win this fight – He's going to have to do it by going back to basics, a lot of jabs, and some right hands to follow it. If he really wants to win, he might have to stink it up in there. And I, I tend to agree with Mannix on that and the psychological standpoint. He listens to Mannix. Look what he said there. He has no idea how this is going to play out. I think a lot of people have no idea how it's going to play out. And that's what makes it so intriguing. And that's why we're going to be watching Saturday afternoon uh, at around 4.30 Eastern. If you haven't seen the the schedule of events for this, it's interesting. I mean, there's a lot of interesting things around this fight besides the fact that it's the heavyweight championship. It's one of the biggest rematches uh, in the last 20 years. But the fact that it's going down in Saudi Arabia, have you seen the stadium that has been built for this event? The 15,000-person outdoor stadium that is being trumpeted out by all the media accounts. Take a look at Eddie Hearn's Instagram. Take a look at Eddie Hearn's Twitter account. He will, he will be uh, you know, showing a lot of videos of this stadium. I'm interested in fight night, how loud it's going to be there, what type of fans are, are going to be there. A lot of intrigue around this fight. But now it's time for one of my favorite segments that we do here at CompuBox TV, Boxing Mean Tweets. This segment was a lot of fun to put together. I caught up with Andy Ruiz and Anthony Joshua in New York City. I went up to Andy Ruiz and I said, hey, man, you know Jimmy Kimmel. You know Guillermo. Uh, mean tweets. Have you heard of it? Yeah, I heard of it. I got some tweets for you. You just react to them. He, he loved it. And I went over to Joshua and he, he thought it was just hilarious. He thought it was one of the, the better ideas out there. And uh, we had a lot of fun uh, with Anthony Joshua and, and Andy Ruiz. Here it is. Some boxing mean tweets. The heavyweight edition. Find a man that looks at you like Eddie Hearn looks at Andy Joshua. <laughs> He's thinking... Just make sure that money's in the account, son. <laughs> Andy Ruiz looks like your uncle who just socked your dad on the chin and taken away his car keys. <laughs> I think that's really funny, man. But you know what? I'm here now. It wasn't it wasn't easy to get here. And, you know, even if I hit my uncle or whoever, I'm still a champion. Imagine breaking up with your girlfriend. Then she's chilling with Anthony Joshua. <laughs> Listen, I don't know where this reputation has stemmed from. I'm a loyal man. I'd never do that. Andy Ruiz looks like someone you would have a beer with at a weekend cookout than a world championship boxer. Obviously, he's a bad dude. Of course, you know. Um, you could go to my my house with a barbecue. We could have a six-pack or whatever you want. Bro, when Anthony Joshua is calm, everyone moans, says he's too nice. 
Then when he goes savage mode, everyone calls him a thug or cocky. Bruv, shut up, man. Took the words right out of my mouth. Speaking from the same hymn sheet. Is it me or does Andy Ruiz Jr. look like a fat Daniel Russo from The Karate Kid? <laughs> you know, like I said, all the critics, all, all, all the stuff that they got to say, it just gives me more motivation and, you know, like I said, it gives me more motivation and, and more wanting to prove you guys wrong. And that's what I did June 1st, and that's what I'm going to do December 7th. And it just, just sucks, period. Wilder would destroy his boring ass. That's me. But everyone's entitled to their opinion. I'm looking forward to that fight. I think Andy Ruiz has literally stopped part has not stopped partying since the Joshua fight. This has got to be the longest celebration I can recall in pro sports. Last one. You know what? The last celebration I had was in my new mansion that I just bought. Thanks to God, you know, I wanted to celebrate early for my birthday, and that's what we did. And if he should have been there, you know. Andy Joshua is a right effing beast. Oh, Andy Joshua is a right effing bellend. <laughs> I just saw B E and I thought, yeah, that's beast. Isn't it? So Andy Joshua is a right effing Belen, isn't he? He thinks he's the best ever, but he's actually bang average and will get dropped again in Saudi. What a shame. The main thing is going to tune into the fight and the main thing he knows where it is. So the promotional team have done a great job. Yeah, Anthony Joshua is right. They have done a really good job with the promotion here. And how fun was that? That was a blast having those guys... Uh, read some mean tweets and, and shout out to Andy Ruiz and Anthony Joshua for having fun with it, rolling with the punches and uh, pardon the pun there, and being able to laugh at some of the haters. We have more mean tweets coming to you. I'm trying to set something up with Terrence Crawford next week. Of course, he's fighting at Madison Square Garden. That's one of uh, my favorite segments, and uh, it's a blast to put together those tweets uh, to search them the, the night before. Some of the haters out there are so brutal. A lot of haters out there, but keep them coming. Because uh, without those nasty tweets, we can't do that. those segments here uh, on Inside Boxing Live. But next up, we have to buy the numbers, guys. This is a very interesting fight numbers-wise. And you're going to be surprised at how little punches were thrown in the first fight and what each guy needs to do in this rematch to win. Here it is, Andy Ruiz, Anthony Joshua, by the numbers. The biggest rematch of the last 20 years in the heavyweight division is now upon us. This is Andy Ruiz, Anthony Joshua by the numbers. Before we can move forward, we have to take a look back. Last June, Madison Square Garden, the scene of the first fight. For Ruiz, it wasn't just about him winning, it was how he did it. And that was by completely taking Joshua out of his element. Joshua was limited to an average of just 7 landed and 25 punches thrown per round after previously coming in averaging 10 of 43. Ruiz is perceived as a volume puncher, but he only throws 39 punches per round. For this fight, he swarmed Joshua with speed and precision in a calculated attack. Ruiz landed in double digits in only one round, the third, instead picking and choosing pockets in each round to let his hands fly. If he wants to win the rematch, he'd be wise to go to the body. A robust 46% of Ruiz's landed punches are to the body, crucial for blunting whatever Joshua intends to do in there. As for AJ, will he ever go back to the seek-and-destroy style he employed early on in his career? In 16 fights previous to the Klitschko meeting, 57% of Joshua's thrown punches were power shots. But in the four fights since that, it has flipped, seeing Joshua throw his jab 57% of the time. Most will tell you Joshua's path to victory is by boxing rather than brawling. Joshua is one of only three active fighters who land more than 30% of their jabs. The other two, Deontay Wilder and Gennady Golovkin. 
Storylines galore in what is the most anticipated fights of the year. December 7th, Saudi Arabia on the zone. That jab start is really impressive about Joshua. And it's a big reason why I think he's going to stick to the basics. He's going to go back to that jab because he lands his jab pretty well as, as evidence. And Ruiz going to the body. I think he's going to go to the body a lot in this rematch. Didn't do it a lot in the first fight. Didn't have to. He headhunted and it worked out for him. But he's told me he's going to switch things up. He told a lot of people he's going to switch his style up. So expect a lot of body shots from Andy Ruiz in the rematch with Anthony Joshua. Coming up next year on the podcast, you're going to hear from Ruiz. You're going to hear from Joshua. You're going to hear from Eddie Hearn. Get fired up with this montage right here. I think everybody knows this is going to be a different kind of fight this time. I'm not saying things won't unfold the same way. But in terms of the focus and in terms of the size of the fight. Like the first fight, it was like AJ's... American debut, Andy Ruiz, nice guy, hasn't really got a chance. Now it's like a 50-50 fight. I think they're just thinking too much of what they should do, what not they should do. But I think me, I just gotta, I just gotta be me, man. I just gotta be me, throw my hands go, let my hands go, throw my combinations, work on a little bit more footwork, a little bit more movement. The main thing that's going on in my mind is just kind of boxing, boxing, and making sure I'm fit for 12 rounds. Really, it's... I don't want to overcomplicate my situation, just making sure I'm fit for a 12-round scrap. What's like one thing that you can't do now that you used to be able to do just in everyday life? I can't go to Circle K or to 7-Eleven and peace. Um, I can't that a good thing or a bad thing? Of course it's a good thing, you know. But the challenger mentality for this fight is very important. You know, it's not this guy who's got everything, he's got all the belts. He doesn't. He's a challenger. He's challenging for the world title. And if we can get that challenger mentality in him, which I believe is there, I will believe I believe you'll see a different Anthony Joshua in this fight. Even though it's a risk, right? But no one would truly appreciate it as much as myself. So I've got to do what's right for me. Um, and I've got to take the rematch. It's a good fight. <laughs> Who else would I fight out there when you look at it? The pool isn't that big, especially of good, lively competition. And I think Ruiz is the best competitor out there. Are you going to target that big middle section of Anthony Joshua once again? Of course, you know, but we're going to switch it up because I don't want him to know when I'm going to throw it down there. So we're going to use feints. We're going to we're going to do a lot of different things, you know. Nine, nine out of ten heavyweights. Nine and a half, 9.9 out of ten heavyweights. When they got hurt by Joshua, would have backed up against the ropes, would have tried to survive and would have got knocked out. He gambled and it, boy did it pay off. This is another top-notch opponent on my stats list because I feel like I'm fighting a champion who I've fought, um, who have I fought? I fought Vladimir, well, Charles Martin, Vladimir Klitschko, Joseph Parker, champions. Joseph Parker, now I fight Andrew Reid, he's my fourth championship level fighter in the space of uh, 24 fights, so it's, it's serious business and it is part of history. When Joshua, he's very regimental, when he focuses on something, it's a good thing. And all he's been doing is focusing on Andy Ruiz. I think Joshua's mental toughness is going to be there, or at least should be there, on a fight like this. But, you know, when you get knocked out like that and, and kind of embarrassed on, on the world stage and see yourself on clips over and over again, have to answer all these questions, I don't know what your mindset's going to be. Similar with Ruiz. I mean, is he, is he just happy to now be, if nothing else, always the unified heavyweight champion at one point? That first round in the ring, we're going to see how Joshua fights what kind of shape Ruiz is in, what kind of punch can he take at this point. I mean, it, there's just a lot of different ways I think this fight can go. How about that? Thanks for tuning in to the show. That's a wrap. Had a lot of fun putting this one together for you. Big fight feels 
all around. Should be a great one out in the desert. Special thanks to Andy Ruiz, Anthony Joshua, Chris Mannix, and Eddie Hearn. Couldn't have done it without you. Of course, special thanks to our super producer, Nick Canobio, for putting this podcast together. If you enjoyed the show, please subscribe to the podcast. Leave a five-star review, a comment, a like, all that jazz. Don't forget about our YouTube page at well, at CompuBox TV. We have a lot of fun stuff planned for 2020. We'll be back next week with a fresh episode, gearing up for the big top-ranked card from New York City, Terrence Crawford, Tia Fimo Lopez, and more. Thank you, and goodbye. Take care.